You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, have you ever wondered how I generate thousands of inbound leads per year using LinkedIn? Well, this episode is sponsored by my guide, The Ultimate Guide to Generating Inbound Leads with LinkedIn. This is the definitive guide on how to consistently generate inbound leads using LinkedIn and social selling. So if you want a copy of that guide, just send a text to 44222 with the word L-I guide, all one word, L-I guide to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have another amazing guest, but he's not a first timer. He's been here before. His name is Dan Locke. He's a serial entrepreneur, an author, an eight-figure business owner. And what you're going to find out today is he's an expert in copywriting because we're going to talk about his scalable copywriting formula and his strategy that is designed to work in modern copywriting, 2020 and beyond. So before I spill the popcorn in the lobby here, welcome to the show, Dan. Hey, thank you, Dennis. Uh, glad to be back the second yes. time. I know you've been waiting for a long time. But I appreciate it. <laughs> I love the new studio. We were waiting for the new studio to get up. It looks great. Yes, yes. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I love it. Perfect. And just as a reference point for everybody, you know, Dan joined us early in the podcast back at a, episode 132 when he shared how to rapidly scale your business idea. That's been a top 10 episode on the Growth Experts podcast since it launched. So I would highly recommend you guys check that out. And then we're going to come back with a second bite at the apple today. And we're going to pull all the copywriting you know, expertise out of Dan's brain that we can in the next 20 some minutes. I'm sure we could talk for hours, but we're going to, we're going to get as far as we can. So just give everybody, you know, everybody can listen to that last episode, but give everybody a quick intro into what you're working on now. What's your focal point? You have so many different things going on. I've been fortunate enough to work with you in different capacities outside of the podcast. And I know you have a big team. You put out a ton of content. You've, you've got a lot of different, you know, products and businesses and services that you do. Tell us a little bit about what's going on lately at, over at Dan Lock. Well, there's this always a lot going on where we just moved into the new studio. We just moved into a new office and then a headquarters. So we've been focusing on growing our e-learning business where, as you know, I teach entrepreneurs and I teach professionals how to write copy, how to close, how to scale their companies. On the, that's kind of my passion, I would say, but I've be, been able to turn that passion into actually a career, into a business. I'm very grateful for that. And then our main business, uh, Dennis, is actually now we've been acquiring last little bit a lot of software companies and then to scale them. So now I have a whole investment division because I could see that's where we're going. Software is the world, right? So using the expertise that exactly what I share in different types of businesses, but applying in software. So are there any of those you could share with us, like some of the software that you've acquired and are now ramping up? I mean, is there anything in particular, any shining gems that stand out that you want to talk about real quick? Well, the one that we've launched a few months ago is called Instant Scripts, which happens to be a copywriting software, Instant Scripts. And we've launched that just a few months ago. And now it's already with a like MVP minimum viable product. And which is good. We're getting good traction. And now we are revamping it 
launching a version 2.0 in just a couple months. Love it. Always something going on over there. And I knew that, you know, when we chatted about getting you back on the show, you know, that we were kind of up in the air because you have so many things that you're good at and you've been successful at, but we haven't really talked a lot about copywriting. So I was, I mean, I'm going to be dead honest with you. I was very excited about getting, digging into this copywriting because it's one of those skills that a lot of people don't think about. See, I spent a lot of my early career focused in on one of the very important skills that I'm sure you would agree with, which is sales, right? Learning how to sell. That's, that's that skill that just keeps on giving, right? No matter where you live or no matter what industry you're in, if you know how to sell, you can always make six figures or more. But copywriting is one of those things that is, you know, it's kind of a mystery to a lot of people. And, you know, even if you're not a good writer, which I don't consider myself to be a great writer, I think my copywriting skills have gotten a lot better, but I, I can always learn more. So I'm here ready to go. So why don't we do this? I'm excited to dive in. Why don't you break apart this whole scalable copywriting formula and strategy that you use? Because I know that you take a different approach to this than a lot of people do. And that, you know, you've got old school copywriting and you've got more modern copywriting. Why don't you start there and kind of tell us the difference and then we'll flow right in. Good. So I'll give you a quick 30 second background because as I think I shared in the last podcast, I started and failed at 13 businesses before having my first success. My first successful business was actually a, think of it, if you've watched Mad Men, I was running my own one-man advertising agency as a copywriter. So copywriting is actually my first high-income skill, the first critical skill that I developed. It's only after I developed my copywriting skill, then I learned consulting and sales. So it actually came after Unlike most people, they learn how to sell before anything else. So let's define copywriting first, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs and professionals, they, they misunderstood what it is. Because you think about, Dennis, copywriting. You think about, oh, it has to do with writing. I'm not a writer, right? I'm, I'm a talker. Actually, copywriting has very little to do with writing. It's not what this is about. I define copywriting as salesmanship multiplied. It's closing in print. So you think about sales is one-on-one with closing negotiation, belly-to-belly, face-to-face, or Zoom. But copywriting, on the other hand, you are taking your sales message, your offer, you put it on, on a video, you put it on a video sales letter, you put it on a webinar, you put it on an ad, you put it on a landing page. But now instead of one-on-one communication, now you're one to 100, one to 1,000, one to 100,000, one to 1 million. So it gives your sales ability, your message, you can multiply it. And once you have something that works, you could just kind of keep running it again and again and again, and you can convert leads into sales. So when we understand that, oh, it's still selling. It's not writing, it's sales. This is why a lot of the people that I train, even business owners, they come into my world and I say, no, 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 forget what you learned in school. Forget what your English teacher taught you. Oh, you got to be grammatically correct. You got to be this, you got to be that, all that stuff. Put all that out the window. Write the way that you talk because that's what connects with people. Write the way you talk. You know, one of my books, F You Money, that I wrote many years ago, is full of typos, right? I had so many times people like English teacher, like professor, email me and say, hey, Dan, I found a lot of typos in your book. You know, you should correct those typos. You know, they're not professional. I said, it's called F Your Money. It's a best-selling book. It's not a best-writing book. <laughs> I'm not trying to win awards. And it's selling well. I don't want to monkey with it. I don't want to touch it. I'm worried if I correct all the typos, it won't sell. So let's keep it as it is, right? So it's the focus of closing. Now, if it is about closing and sales, then it has to do with understanding human psychology, what makes people tick, what makes them buy, which is the same in one-on-one. It's exactly the same. But 
the way that we will craft the message, the way that we will craft the offer, the way we'll communicate, that's the difference. So to answer your question, back in the days, you have David Ogilvy, you have、uh, Claw Hopkins, a lot of the great advertising legends. That's good. They have laid a very foundation for marketers and copywriters, for business owners. But the problem is those things. The psychology has not changed. However, fast forward today, what has changed? The mediums,、Social、yeah,、media. the mediums in which they're delivered. Right, we're not we're not buying magazines and newspapers anymore. Or direct mail. Or direct right? mail. Right. When I learned copywriting from my mentor Alan, my first mentor, it was like envelope, licking the stamps, putting an envelope, literally, like like that's what's what it is, right? But now, no, it's Facebook ad, it's it's Google. Now, what's the difference? Here's the thing: back in the days. When you are sending out a direct mail piece, when you have a piece that is working, we call that a control, right? We always say, "I want to beat the control," because it means that we have a piece that's working. We want to create another piece that gets a higher conversion rate. Now, here's the problem: back then, you can send direct mail, and you could you could make some pretty outrageous claims. Let's put it this way: you could make certain promises. You could I call that kind of hypey copy. You can hype the hell out of it, and you could see some of these things, right? You know, and a newspaper ad, but nowadays you can't do that. Yeah,、anymore. we've seen those. We've all seen、right. those for sure. Right now, you can't do that. Why can't you do it? Because Facebook and Google they will actually disapprove your ads and they will shut it down. So this is why I won't name names, but there, there's a copywriter that, that I knew back in the days. Okay, he was charging. Think about. I'm talking about Dennis 15 years ago. Ten thousand dollars to write a direct mail piece. Ten thousand dollars. Like when ten thousand dollars was serious money, right? Now he's like doing consultation for like fifty bucks. Wow. Why? Because he has not updated his copywriting skill for modern time. His stuff, like what he learned, he doesn't understand how Facebook, how social media, how that works. I've been able to grow my social media because of my copywriting background. I understand what people want. All my YouTube title, all my content, they're all headline based, right? They're compelling. People want to click on them. So all these things is not content. Yes, very critical. But because I understand copywriting, I understand words, I understand what makes people click, what how to get people opt in, how to get people purchasing, how to engage and connect with people. That's all copywriting skill, and it's a learnable skill. I flunked English twice when I was in high school. So it's not because of my English skill. It's not that because I learned there's certain patterns that when you write and follow those patterns, people will respond. When you don't follow those patterns, people don't respond. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Yeah. No, that's great. You know, I'll tell you. You mentioned your social media following, and I—that's I, where I originally kind of learned about you, right? With through YouTube and Facebook and and different social media. And you guys, you know, and the thing about social media is that people don't understand the importance of copy in that because you have a limited amount of space. And people are scrolling through a feed, and there's so much content. So it's even more important because if you don't hook them and you don't get them to click or to spend 15 seconds on your content, it's a lost opportunity. I mean, you can spend a lot of time and energy and resources and money, obviously, trying to build a social media following. But if you don't understand the fundamentals of copywriting, you're you're going to struggle. So I'm not surprised that that old expert from the probably from the 80s who didn't evolve, you know, is kind of going the way of the buggy whip salesman. He's、uh, He's probably starving these days. I would actually go as far as saying that. Think about the ability. Look at a financial statement, right? Warren Buffett talks about that's that's you being able to read financial statements, right? Understand currency, financial fluency. I would go as far as saying that words, words that we use, that's the true currency of business. Because are the words that we use, it could be in person or in print or in your marketing message. 
that actually converts people into a buyer. If that's the case, you think about looking at the profit and loss statement. That's an effect. That's not the cost. What causes those numbers is your copywriting, your copy, your sales copy, and copy is everywhere. Think about everything that we want to buy. Think about everything that we have in your home, in your office, the car that you buy. I could bet some copywriters were sitting in a room thinking about the brand, thinking about the tagline, thinking about the color, thinking about the message that compels us to take action to buy. Maybe we saw an ad on TV. Maybe saw an infomercial. You know, it's like one of those late night infomercial. We were like, we couldn't sleep. We're flipping through the channel back in the days. We're like, now,、nah, you know, what is this thing? This is thing is stupid. Ten minutes later, okay, let me order this. You know, whatever exercise equipment that would I would never use. It's too big for my house, right? Doesn't matter. But someone, a copywriter, crafted that video script, planned it, that infomercial. Everything that we want to buy today that we didn't even know that exists, but now we wanted to buy it. Because of a copywriter, like it, it goes that far as far as I'm concerned. Got it. Perfect. Well, listen, you know, I want you to do this for us. I think that was a great intro, right? Understanding what copywriting is and kind of where it was and where it's going. I think that's an important first step. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about the difference in how you approach it today in this scalable copywriting formula or format that you've perfected? So, if we cannot make claims, because you may be asking, "Well, Dan, if I cannot make promises and claims, how can I sell?" Right? When I say you cannot make claims, is this? You cannot. Back in the days, you could, but now, if you go on Facebook and say, "Let's say you sell a business improvement product," okay, you've got a program, you've got a service, you cannot say, "Hey, how to generate a million dollars a year more for your business?" You write that copy, post on Facebook, it gets that disapproved. That's a good case scenario. Worse, they might shut down your account. You, even you have proof that you could do it. Even you have client that has you have done it for. You can't do that. You just can't say those promises. Then what are you gonna do? Oh, how about how to get clients? Oh, you could, but then it's not as compelling, right? So the first thing now, anything that you want to sell, I always suggest to all business owners, you need to come up with what I call a unique mechanism, a hook. In other words, what makes your thing, your offer different from everything else that's out there, right? What's that unique message? Because you could. Position the unique mechanism as that solution without making claims, because you're not saying that you're guaranteed to get these results. I'm saying that this unique mechanism could do these results for these people. It's very, very different. I'll give you a perfect example. Think about copywriting. Let's take that as an example. There are many copywriting books out there. There are many copywriting courses out there, right? Also, what? So, Dan, if if I was to market my own copywriting course called High Income Copywriter Course. How do I differentiate myself from everybody else? It's very simple. Instead of teaching all copywriting, I just focus focus on one thing. What I call that scalable copy. How to write compliant copy. That's it. Like from that, that's my unique mechanism. Now, then what qualifies me to teach, talk, talk to talk about it because of my social media credibility. I use what I teach. I preach what I teach to grow my social media. So you cannot make crazy promises. You got to first come up with a hook, a unique mechanism. And a lot of this has to do instead of back in the days, you know, in sales, feature benefit, feature benefit, feature benefit. This requires a a deeper level of thinking, which is called storytelling. How could you tell a story that people could resonate with, that without making claims that people want your product? See, it's very different. It's not just hey, buy this, you get that. No, you can't do that. It's more here's a story. Here's here's it could be client story, it could be your own story, it could be a metaphor. But how could you use story to make a statement? 
to make a promise without making a promise and then get people to click and go to your funnel, go to your landing page and things like that. So that's, it's the thinking ahead of time before you even like write a single word. I love that because there's that old saying that I heard years ago, facts tell, but stories Story sell, sell, right? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. heard that. And I yeah. think when you think about copywriting that way, it kind of changes the dynamics a little bit, right? Now, all of a sudden, you don't necessarily need to make those claims. The story is going to do the selling for you. The story is going to leave that imprint. People are going to remember the story, right? You know, that rarely are people are going to remember what you said. They're going to remember how they, you made them feel, right? And if that story hits home and they can resonate, if you're telling the right story to the right audience, that's the secret, right? I mean, that's really- I'll give really you one more example. Key. One more example. So let's say you're in a marketplace where- Let's say you're selling weight loss, right? So first, in the beginning, before any weight loss products, you could say, how to lose weight. And people saw the ad on, in the newspaper, great, let's buy this product, buy this, this bottle of pills, I lose weight. Awesome. And then suddenly, the marketplace gets more crowded. You have more competition. When you say, how to lose weight, nah, I heard that before. What's so unique about it, right? Doesn't work. Then when you go into that next stage, you got to come up with something. Okay, I got to make a better promise. How to lose, you know, 20 pounds in 20 days. Ooh, like let's hype it up. Let's make bigger promises, right? And oh man, 20 pounds in 20 days, screw that. 30 pounds in seven days, right? You just go through this crazy period of time that people are just making more outrageous claims one after another. And then suddenly the next phase is, okay, you're making outrageous claims, but how do I know it's true? How do I know I could believe you? Ah, you know what? Look at, I have all these case studies. I have all these testimonials. You see this in infomercial a lot. Oh, wow, this company is making these claims, but they back it up. Great. But now also other people also backing it up. Now you've got a problem. Now the consumer can't, you said you can help me lose weight. You said you can help me lose weight. They all kind of sound the same, right? Just like how many consultants out there, I can help you get clients, can help you do this, I can help you. They all kind of sound the same, right? Then someone come up with the idea, you know what? That's all good. But the way that we teach you, this is a different way of diet. You know, you try different diet programs, they don't work. This is called keto diet. What is that? Well, here's what it is. And boom, 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 boom. See, the keto diet becomes a unique mechanism versus just diet, right? And then, you, of course, you have, I can name 30, 40 other diets. Then you have the unique mechanism and everybody resonates with different message. Someone's like, oh, I'm all for keto. Someone's like, ah, I don't like keto. I try this work. I like this diet, like that diet, like this diet, right? And then we all find our own little thing, right? So if you think about it's going from broad in a way, you narrow down your message, have a unique mechanism, and then you narrow down who you actually serve, and then you focus on that. Then you use your copy to communicate that piece of it, right? Does that make sense? So yeah, think- I love the way you tied that unique mechanism yeah. back to niching down. Because first you started talking about dieting as a whole, right? Okay, so we have this whole dieting. It's massive. It's huge. It's, yeah. But then all of a sudden, we broke it down into that mechanism, which was keto, which is a smaller niche. Now you're not worried about, you know, you're not worried about getting the whole dieting space. You don't want to, you'd rather get a larger percentage of that smaller space because your messaging is going to be more precise. Correct. It's going to be more appealing. It's going to, you know what I mean? That's also going to make your ad dollars convert better, last longer, go further, lower your cost, your acquisition costs. Yeah. No, I love that. I love the way you tie that in and it works the same way on the organic, you know, as opposed to the, the paid as well. It's exactly the same. So, but when you have a, a hook, when you have a strong message, everything is easier. 
Because sometimes a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, they struggle to get the message out there because they haven't come up with this yet. So they, they create this message, this kind of me too message, right? And they, they go out and market. Oh, how come it's not converting? How come not getting clicks? How come no one is book, booking a time with me or coming to my store? Whatever it might be, because it's the same as everybody else. People can't tell the difference. If people can't tell the difference, they always go back to what they're comfortable with. And that has to do with, like one of the things that I think what I bring to the, the, the entrepreneurial world, when I learned copywriting in my early 20s, everybody, like you have this group of copywriters, I call them direct response copywriters. Two school of thought. You, you know that, Dennis, right? Direct response, meaning everything you do is, is designed to get a response, get an order today. And then you have the, another brand of, another school called branding, branding and direct response. They're almost like, don't, they don't agree with each other, right? All the direct response marketers and copywriters talks about, oh, you don't want, forget the image bullshit, forget that stuff. Words, ugly sales. That's what I learned from, ugly sales. Playing old white envelope, no graphics, send it out, and then you get an order. Then you have all the branding guys like, these guys are like, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's brand, it's all about brand. It's about image. Oh yeah, but then the direct response guys to say, hey, if you go with all image, you go broke, right? It, it doesn't work. So you have these two school of thought, but what I have learned is you actually need to combine the two. It's you need to, the branding will be, if done properly, a byproduct when you are doing direct response. I do direct response, but at the same time, I build my brand. They don't contradict if done properly. Doesn't mean, look at my stuff. My stuff is not ugly. It's anything but ugly because that's part of the brand. But if you go with just words, then it's very transactional. You don't build brand equity. You look at the biggest companies in the world, Apple, Nike, they all have brand equity. These, that's what the direct response guys don't get, right? But when you combine the two, when you have a unique mechanism, it kicks ass. It kicks ass. Yeah, I've noticed that with all of your messaging, with all of your marketing, with all of your copy, whether that be through your YouTube channel, your Facebook, or your blog, or wherever, Instagram, wherever you go, that branding, there's always that continuity and brand, right? There's that style, there's that look, there's that feel. You can tell that's a Dan Lok brand. It's a Dan Lok message. Yeah, you can tell it's a Dan Lok brand, even though sometimes you're talking about copywriting and sometimes you're talking about high ticket closing and sometimes you're talking about you know, wealth creation or whatever the case may be, but the brand is the overarching positioning that you're taking, but that individual offer or that individual hook or mechanism can be different, but the overarching brand is still the same. Correct. Dennis, can I share something very valuable with the audience? 100%. I think this would help them kind of put everything together, okay? And I, I learned this actually from my good friend, Dimitri from Influx. It's called the brand triangle. Okay, the brand triangle. Because one of the, the questions I get from entrepreneurs is, hey, Dan, should I build my personal brand, my company brand? Like, how, do, how should it work? Should I, should I, on my YouTube, is it my company? Is it me? Like, all these things, right? And I'll share with you how this copy ties everything together. So the thing about the brand triangle has three components. First is the, the personal brand. That's, you know, Dennis Brown, Dan Locke, right? That's a personal brand, who you are. And then you have a company brand, right? What your company does. And if you're like me, you have multiple companies, you could have multiple company brands. And then you have what I call a product brand, right? What you actually sell. So think about Elon Musk. It's a personal brand, but company, he has Tesla and SpaceX, right? The product brand would be, let's say the Cybertruck. That's a product brand. It talks to a certain type of audience, right? So think about all three. If you build your social media on your company brand, what's the problem? 
Yeah, the problem is if, go ahead. if if you exit the company, you sell the company, you're starting from scratch. Yeah, good point. All, all the brand equity you build up, gone, right? But if you build on personal brand, you could get into different businesses. This is why I could be in different businesses because it's about the personal brand and lead with that. And then the, the product brand is what you offer, the actual value you offer the marketplace in exchange of money. What exactly, how you solve problems for consumers, right? How you fulfill the needs. So this could change quite often. The company could also change from time to time, but the personal brand, it doesn't change. Doesn't matter why I could go into SaaS, I can go into copywriting, I can go into investment. It, it's still personal brand, but just different companies. So you build it on your personal brand, it gives you longevity. Now how everything ties into copy. Your copy ties everything together because your copy communicates who is this person? Who is this character, right? And then the company, what do you stand for? Everything that you put out there. People will know if they read a certain book, they watch my video, they have certain expectations. They know what they're going to get, right? They know what they're going to get. And that's good. It's consistency. Product, now it's those unique mechanisms in between. How do I take the product and get on the marketplace? It gets people's attention so they will take action. That's copy. But it's this all the time. Use your storytelling, communicate who you are, what you stand for, your values, your company, what's your vision, what are you about, and then your product. It's all copywriting. It's all storytelling. You can't do that without copy. And you cannot do that just with image. Yeah, I love that. It's like the glue that holds it all together. But I, what I really like is the way you architected your business from a personal brand perspective. And then you can always have your product or your company brand. But what I, what I really like about that is that it gives you longevity and it gives you the ability to pivot and to make changes and adjust to the market as the market changes. Because let's look at it. 10 years ago, you know, things that were valuable or important or doing well 10 years ago is very different today, even faster than that. Things are evolving very quickly. And so, but if you have a trusted brand, then you have an opportunity to much more easily pivot. But if you just have a trusted product and then that product goes away, you know, so do you. I mean, you're going to struggle and, to try yeah. to relaunch a new product because you and haven't then you invested rebuild in that brand. Trust. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. you think about like, take, and this is not new. I learned it from Richard Branson and Elon Musk. You look at, look at Elon. If today he's got two major brands, let's say tomorrow he wants to get into the food business. That's completely irrelevant to SpaceX, Tesla. But if Elon is doing it, do you think people will back him up? 100%. Do you think he would get funding? 100%. Need it, but you think the same thing because they know, oh, if Elon is getting into food, oh, it's going to be revolutionary. It's going to be something we've never seen. Because yeah, that's I want a piece brand. of that for sure. Yeah, yeah like just something, because right? he has that trust, yeah. right? It's exactly because they know he would conduct, he would build something, he would disrupt the marketplace. He would do it the Elon Musk way. That's a personal brand. It has nothing to do with a company. It has nothing to do with whatever he's going to sell. That matters less because his personal brand is so strong, right? And that's the longevity. You, 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 same thing with Richard Branson, right? Why, could, why Richard could get into so many businesses? That's like airline hotel, restored, entertainment. Like what has that got to do with each other versus most entrepreneurs stuck with one. And to bring it back to how copywriting ties into that, here's the thing. You can have the greatest personal brand in the world, but if you don't study and learn the proper copywriting skills, you'll have a hard time communicating about your company or your different products or services. If you, you know, you can have that great brand, but if you don't tie it together with those that high, that valuable skill of copywriting, you're going to struggle. 
and get your message out there. And here's the thing. A lot of entrepreneurs, oh, I'm not a writer. So I, I just hire copywriters to do that. Yes, I have copywriters. I recommend you hire copywriters, but here's the problem. If you don't even understand the basics, the fundamentals of copywriting, how do you know the copywriters are not bullshitting you? How do you know he or she is good? How could you even tell? If you can't even recognize, like basic, good copy versus bad copy, right? The very basic, if you have no concept, how do you know this unique mechanism is good? How do you know the story is good? You can't tell the difference. I'm not asking you to be like a full-time, you know, professional copywriter, but learn enough so that you don't get taken advantage of. Just like learn enough about social media and digital marketing so you can intelligently pick and choose the digital marketing firm you want to work with, right? So when I work with, you know, I, you know, Dennis, I work with consultants, I work with experts, I work with all that, but no one knows the brand more than myself. I know what my brand stands for, I know what works, and I know my audience, I understand marketing. And this is why it's great. When I work with any experts and consultants, it's like playing tennis, like it's back and forth. It's never, help me, please, I don't know what to do. No, it's like, okay, let's brainstorm. And they enjoy that relationship more, it becomes even more productive because they know, I know copy, I know marketing, I know sales. I like, these are the skills that I have. So it makes it way better. You get higher return, right? Yeah, I can personally attest to that because after working with you and your team on LinkedIn, it was probably, I'll be extremely honest with you, I've met a lot of great clients. I've worked with a lot of great companies. But I, I will tell you, in, in the last several years, working with your team was probably one of the most fun because of that dynamic back and forth. They knew your messaging. They knew your brand. They knew how to convey that. And all I did was try to steer them in the right direction on how to do it properly on LinkedIn and through social selling. And as soon as they understood those fundamentals, they were like a duck on water. Boom. They just hit, hit the ground running. And, and it, it makes the relationship so much easier and enjoyable for any vendors you work with, right? And that's great. So it's like the more you know this, the more you understand how copy works and how sales works, everything works better. Everything works better. You will make fewer mistakes. You'll hire fewer bad vendors. It's just the way it is. When you don't know, oh, how come I, I hire this company? I get burned. And I hired this company. I got burned again. I got burned again. I said, do you know how this actually works? No, I have no idea. Well, that's the problem. You have no idea, right? But when you know, okay, because it's like someone, oh, help me write a page. It's going to be $5,000. No, this is not $5,000. This is $2,000, but it's not $5,000, right? Like it's that relationship. Now I am in a very unique position because I could have copywriters where they're actually writing for me but also they love the opportunity to kind of work with me and work with a company and they could learn, they could grow as well. So I kind of elevate their game. So they are helping us, they're writing copy, but I'm also helping them to improve their skill sets and they love that. Like, it's great. Like they enjoy that relationship a lot. So as a business owner, this is why you need to know. Love it. Perfect. Anything else you want to add? And then we're going to wrap it up for today. I mean, I know we could keep going on here forever. I know that you're a fountain of, of expertise in all these different areas, but why don't you give us a few parting words here about scalable copywriting and then we'll wrap it up. I'll give you a very short tip anyone can do is after you finish writing your copy or your copywriter finished writing the copy, one simple trick that you could use is to actually read it out loud. Read it out loud. If it doesn't read right, it doesn't sound right. So you could tell if it, if it's like, no, I think this part is, I don't get it, it's confusing or it's very wordy. It just goes on and on. You know what? Eliminate that. Forget that. Or 
like, why does it take so long to get to like what I want to talk about? That's not good, right? Or this part, I need more storytelling. When you read it and it sounds good, I have someone read it out loud to you, then you know that copy is good because it should, it should sound like the way that you talk, right? I remember I, I learned from my, Alan, my first mentor, he said, if you have an offer, a sales message, take it to some people, take it to your uh, ideal client and you show it to your prospect, show it to them, show them the message. If they say, oh, that's, this is nice, that means it's shit. That's yeah, they're just, they're just being nice. No, no. But if they say, how can I buy some? Good. Then you know you've got something, right? Then you yeah. drop down the credit card number. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Pre-sale, right? It's getting feedback from the marketplace and read it out loud. These are very simple things that you can do like today and that could improve your copy dramatically. Yeah, I love that. I've done that in the past, even with podcast episode titles, because that's yes. copy, right? Part of, yeah, it is part copy. of crafting your podcast episode title. I've come up with three or four titles. I've put it out on social media and had people vote, you know, in, in a unique audience that is typically my, you know, who my clients would be. And invariably, you know, it's almost always one will outperform the rest two or three to one. Think and about it's the, sometimes the, not the one you think, right? No, sometimes the, it's not the, the, the one difference you think. between a copy deck, uh, like the, a car podcast that gets 10,000 downloads or 1,000 downloads. The content could be the same. It's the title or the description of it that entice people to download. It's a big time. It's a, it's a 500, 1,000% difference, not costing a, do- a dollar more, just changing your words. 100%. Well, listen, my friend, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, you know, sharing that with us because I know you have courses and training and coaching and all this stuff and you, you do a lot of that. So um, for people that are interested in learning more about copywriting or high-ticket closing or any of the you know, the high value skills that you teach, where would you send them? Where's the best place for them to connect with you? I would say that danlock.com, D-N-L-O-K.com that you can learn. And we have hundreds, hundreds of articles and have thousands of videos on YouTube you, you could watch, right? If you want to take some of our programs, it's great. If not, like all, all the resources are free. They, they can just watch it and they can learn a lot just from that. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, you're always a welcome guest on the podcast whenever you, you know, because of your brand and our relationship, whenever you have anything new, any new skills that you've been using to grow your business, we always are eager to hear. So thank you for joining me. And until next time, we'll wrap it up for today. Thank you. I appreciate you. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.